1966. This is the HBC, the Historical Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon and welcome to the HBC. We open today with a controversy coming from Hanoi, Vietnam, which is playing host to the World of Dominoes Championships. There, the rookie North Vietnamese team has held a veteran American squad to a stalemate. The Americans cried foul over the tie, claiming that their opponents used rigged dominoes imported from China and the Soviet Union. Moscow and Beijing have yet to comment. We asked the Americans to explain their own domino theory, to which they responded that they inherited it from the previous team, which took it from the team before them, and so on to the point that they weren't sure what they were doing there anymore. Meanwhile, the French team pulled out of the tournament early, owing to the need for some wine and a smoke. We now turn to Ask Aphrodite, the segment where everyone's favorite relationship expert gives advice to listeners like you. to all my gorgeous goddesses and girlies. I'm Aphrodite, the goddess of beauty and love. I'm here to give you relationship advice and help you find your inner goddess. Let's hear from our first listener, Edgar Poe, 27, from Baltimore, Maryland. Edgar writes, Dear Aphrodite, My heart is black as a raven's wing. Oh, brother, here we go. For I have fallen in love with the most beautiful creature on this earth. My telltale heart echoes every time my eyes fall upon her ivory face. Yet as I dream of her upon a midnight dreary, I am left befuddled. For she is my cousin and 14 years younger than I. Oh God, what the... How should I overcome this obstacle and marry my true love? Yours nevermore, Edgar. Oh jeez. Okay. Look, Eddie, you think you got problems? I got a bunion on my foot the size of Crete nagging me all day. I don't even have time to cipher that one. Next listener. This letter comes from Cleopatra, 21 years old, from Alexandria, Egypt. Dear Aphrodite, I'd normally write to Hathor about this, but she's not answering my calls right now. The Egyptian economy is in shambles, and we're facing mounting debts, aren't we all, sister? To make matters worse, my annoying younger brother has seized the throne from under me and kicked me out of Alexandria. Oh boy. I don't know who else to turn to. The Romans are here, but I don't think the leader Julius Caesar will listen to me. How can I get my throne back? Love the show, Cleopatra. Cleo. Dollface. First and foremost, you sound like a strong, smart, and capable young woman. I've got no doubt that you'll make a great fairer who can wheel and deal with the best of them. Lucky for you, men are easy to manipulate, and Caesars, they're no different. Sneak into the palace, shake what I gave you, and get this Caesar to help you. Take back your throne! Next listener. Our final letter comes from Henry, 34, writing from London, England. Henry says, Dear Aphrodite, long-time listener, first-time writer. I've been with my wife, Catherine, for 24 years, but she has yet to produce a male heir. 
I was awarded the title Defender of the Faith from the Pope himself, but now I feel that our marriage is blighted in the eyes of God. You see, Catherine was originally married to my elder brother, Arthur, but he died soon after the wedding. For the safety and security of my realm, our marriage must be annulled, but both Catherine and the current Pope refuse, as she claims she didn't break no laws. How can I break up with her and get my annulment approved? P.S. There's an enchanting young woman in Catherine's entourage named Anne. Do you have any tips on how to get her? Oh boy, this is a doozy. Listen, Hank, can I call you Hank? Truth be told, it sounds like you're acting like a real schmuck. Even I've heard of your wife, Catherine of Aragon. This woman's been by your side for how many years and you want to get rid of her? She gave you a beautiful daughter. She ruled the country while you were off running around in France. She massed an army and repelled a Scottish invasion at the Battle of Flodden. The people love her, and you want to kick her to the curb like some Long Island street trash? <sighs> to be frank, I don't really care what you do. Cut yourself off from Rome, establish your own Church of England for all I care. At least that way you can divorce her and marry whatever Buckingham bimbo you want. But don't be surprised if it comes back to bite you in your royal tushy. Alright, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Ask Aphrodite. Thank you for listening, and don't forget, only you can unleash the goddess within. Hugs and kisses to all my favorite goddesses and girlies. As always, another insightful segment from Aphrodite. We'll have more from the HBC News Desk right after this commercial break. It's 1800, and all Americans have a choice to make. John Adams and the Federalists want to promote urbanization, manufacturing, commerce, finance, and industrialization. Thomas Jefferson and the Democratic Republicans see America's future to the West with yeoman farmers and local government. John Adams and the smelly Federalists think we should get even closer to Britain and think that the French Revolution will turn into anarchy. Gross. Thomas Jefferson and the Republicans smell good. They like the French and think that the revolution is akin to ours. Nice. John Adams is not a man of the people. He went to Harvard and is a pretentious New England lawyer. You can't even get a beer with him. Thomas Jefferson isn't an elitist. He only went to William & Mary and is a simple farmer on a tiny, humble, 5,000-acre European-style plantation where he enslaves over 600 people. John Adams is an entrenched bureaucrat who's been part of the establishment and a government parasite since he was a delegate at the Continental Congress. Boom. Thomas Jefferson was, um, also at the Continental Congress. Um, oh, um, but he has only had seven jobs in government as opposed to eight. Uh, yay! 
John Adams has a hideous hermaphroditical character, which has neither the force and firmness of a man, nor the gentleness and sensibility of a woman. Uh, that last one was really printed in a pro-Jefferson newspaper. I mean, things got pretty heated in the election, by the way. I mean, um, um, can America really take four more years of John Adams? Text 1800 to 1800 and show your support. I'm Thomas Jefferson, and statesmen in my era don't campaign for themselves, so it is impossible for me to approve this message. We're back here at the HBC, where we've just received news of an exciting new discovery in medicine. Bloodletting is the latest medical trend sweeping the nation. I'm joined by the ancient Greek physician Hippocrates to discuss the practice. Hippocrates, thank you for coming on the show. Certainly. I swear to do no harm while here. Great. Uh, perhaps you can begin by discussing the methodology behind bloodletting as a treatment. Science has shown that there are four elements. Earth, water, air, and fire. The human body is similarly made up of four humors. Black bile, yellow bile, phlegm, and of course, blood. Diseases arise when there is an imbalance among the humors. Sounds reasonable. So when one is feverish, red and hot, it is because they have too much blood in relation to the other humors. Ah, uh, blood is red and cheeks are red when you have a fever. It makes perfect sense. Exactly. So by removing blood from the neck or arm, we can restore the body's natural balance. I'm receiving word from our producer that some have called bloodletting dangerous. Apparently, George Washington woke up one morning with a sore, swollen throat and called for his doctors. He was struggling to breathe, so the doctors drained 80 ounces of his blood over 12 hours, which is about 40% of an adult's normal amount. After the medicinal bloodletting, anemas, and blisters, he died that very same day. Do you have any comments on that situation? With my own medical malpractice suit ongoing, I don't believe I can comment on that. Uh, but it must have been the yellow bile that was off. It's always the yellow bile. Finally, what are your thoughts on the new doctors who claim that things called germs and viruses cause disease, uh, not an imbalance of the humors? That sounds like a bunch of quacks to me. Fair enough. Thank you again for coming on the show, Hippocrates. That wraps it up for us here at the HBC. Thank you again for tuning in. Later tonight, don't miss the exciting season finale of Nunning Around Europe, the show where Sister Hilda Hildegard, an ahistorical nun from medieval Saxony who's also taken a vow of silence, takes you on a tour of her favorite European sites. From elegant resorts on the Frankish Riviera to the hottest Hohenzollern nightclubs, Sister Hilda hits it all. Here's an exclusive preview of tonight's can't-miss episode. Catch the season finale at 8, 7 central. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Historical Broadcasting, and be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you and good night.